It's the fourth Sunday of ordinary time, and Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, goes home for a visit. It doesn't turn out all that well, which proves the point. If you don't want trouble, don't get the Holy Spirit. So welcome, friends. I'm Father Allen, and this is Sipping on the Sabbath. A couple of announcements before we get going. First of all, two thank yous to donors of mine. I received uh, this past week a Christmas card from Japan. One of my donors in Japan sent this to me. It's a beautiful depiction of our Blessed Mother holding the baby Jesus. So thank you very much for that. It just proves the point that you never know where these videos are going to end up or who's uh, listening, who's praying for me, and I certainly will be uh, praying for you. Secondly, uh, another donor recently gave this uh, sign uh, to me after he had it uh, designed according to my specifications of an upcoming Lenten Bible study I want to do. So it's Padre's uh, coffee bar on the Padre, and the uh, sub-theme is ground and found. So as I've said before, we are like coffee beans. We first of all have to be ground <laughs> or crushed up or broken up in order to discover our true aroma, flavor, and potency. So stay tuned for more information about this, but that's a little uh, sneak preview for you guys because I'm such a great guy and you're great people and the Lord uh, loves us very much. Okay, so got myself a coffee here. Hope you have one or some kind of warm uh, beverage, a tea, or whatever it is you need to get, you need to do to keep yourself warm and uh, caffeinated because it's again another very cold day here uh, in Ottawa. But okay, so we're going to take a look at the first reading of Mass here today. It's from the prophet Jeremiah, sometimes referred to as the reluctant saint, uh, the prophet of, of doom and gloom. Uh, he saw a lot of craziness in his world at the time, a lot of uh, people abandoning God, going after false gods. Uh, he saw the sacking of Jerusalem, the deportation of the Israelites to Babylon, uh, etc. Uh, so the prophet Jeremiah, uh, and it's in the context of this, this being at home or a going home. And the prophet Jeremiah, uh, the Lord says to him, before you were born or formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So our first home was in the mind of God. Going back to the almost first homily that Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI gave, he said that we are not some random occurrence of evolution, that each of us is a direct-willed thought of God. And we were conceived in our mother's womb, and for nine months we were there, place of provision and safety and, and comfort and warmth, and life was uh, great, and I don't mean to be irreverent here, but the day came for us when we were born and we suddenly found ourselves kind of leaving there and kind of going, you know, towards the light. We came out in this, you know, a place, whether we're born at home or born in a hospital, uh, we come out and, you know, somebody slaps us on the bum and we start 
start crying, you know, and there, there are these people there and, and they're talking to us and they're making these strange faces and we're like, what the heck is going on here? Now, I don't think, don't think we actually consciously remember saying that or, or thinking that, but we just want to go back to where I came from, right? I just want to go back home. I want to go back where it was comfortable and safe, where everything was provided for me, where I was okay. And, you know, on a spiritual level, so much of our life, now again, whether we're consciously aware of this or not, but so much of our life really is, I just want to go home. I want to experience that connection again. Ultimately, it's a desire to have a connection with God. We want to be at home. We want to know that we belong. We want to know that we are in this connection, this, this spiritual experience uh, with God. So that's kind of what's going on, right? And in, in his own way, um, Jeremiah had this, this word uh, from the Lord that speaks uh, to us about that. We want to go home. We want to be in union with God. And today's gospel, again, it's the second part of Luke chapter 4. Uh, Jesus goes home and he talks to us about being at home with God. So the gospel says that Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Now, the context was he had been baptized. He had this spiritual experience, the word from the Father, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. He was infused with the grace, the power of the Holy Spirit. He went, was driven, the gospel says, by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. He was there. He was tempted by Satan. He persevered through that. He had that experience. And now he's beginning his public ministry. And so filled with the Holy Spirit, he comes to his hometown. Now, try to put yourself in the scene, meditate upon that. Think, okay, so Jesus is walking down the road, kind of comes over the crest of the hill, and there it is, Nazareth. Think about the times we go to our own hometowns, whether it's a village, whether it's a small town or a city, we kind of see it in the horizon. You wonder, like, what, what was Jesus thinking about? Who was he thinking about? But at this point, uh, Joseph had died. Uh, his mother Mary would be uh, there thinking of other people he has known since he was a child, uh, places he had visited, etc. So all this is going through his mind and he goes home. And, you know, there's something about going home. Both in good times and in bad I think there's a little bit of a kind of a hardwired program inside of us that we want to be at home. How many of us, you know, when we call home, you know, our parents or our siblings say like, when are you going home? You know, maybe kind of schedule visits to visit uh, elderly parents, or grandparents, etc. I just want to go home. One of my, one of my siblings, I, I have four brothers and one sister. Uh, one of my siblings I refer to as the cruise director of the family. He's always the one who's kind of organizing parties where he has a nice big house where he can do that. You know, he, he wants to have this experience of us being at home. Can I identify with that, wanting to be at home? Again, whether it's a good time or a bad time, a sad time or a joyful time, we just want to be at home. 
And the people say of Jesus, is this not Joseph's son? Now, Jesus is not afraid to be identified as the son of a carpenter, the son of a working man. He truly was the son of a working man, a carpenter, uh, St. Joseph, not like politicians who kind of, you know, talk about their past, you know, and can use that for political advantage. Oh, yeah, I come from a small little town, you know, blue-collar worker. Yeah, that was like 110 years ago. But the reality is that Jesus was identified as the son of Joseph. Who do we look for as a prophet? What do I expect of a prophet? Might there be prophets in my midst that I don't know about or I'm not recognizing? Have I ever dismissed someone? Oh, he or she, uh, you know what? They really, they have nothing to tell me. They have nothing to teach me. I can't learn anything from them. We have this, this expectation of what a prophet should be, a holy person should be, or am I open to the truth, the reality that every single person that I meet, whether I agree with them or not, does indeed have something to teach me. That God could possibly be working through them, through what they say, or even through what they don't say. Just simply their behaviors, their ways of acting or responding in certain situations. There's prophets among us. There's angels among us, many times unaware to ourselves. And Jesus says to the people, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. And the reason for that is that a prophet doesn't point to our home being here. This is not my hometown. My hometown is heaven. And prophets point us to the reality of eternal life. They point us to the fact that our choices, our words, our actions, our sins of commission, sins of omission, it all has a consequence in my life, an effect in my life. And that, that truth, the truth that I am destined to be elsewhere and where I end up elsewhere, that's according to my own cooperation and decision as well, but that I have a destiny to be in union and communion uh, with God forever. I want to go to heaven. Everything I have here is passing away. I don't take anything with me. Now, to speak in that, that, that context, that, that truth, that spiritual reality is not always accepted. The truth, you see, I heard someone say this to me, the truth, Alan, will set you free but first, it will drive you crazy, right? The truth will drive us crazy. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to listen to that. Don't, don't tell me that. That just kind of puts a mirror uh, in my face. In our second reading today, St. Paul in the first Corinthians says that, you know, now we see dimly as in a mirror, but we were going to see the whole thing eventually. But nonetheless, the mirror is put up in front of us. What kind of life am I living? Prophets point to eternal life, our eternal home, not the home that we have uh, here. And so if I desire and want to cooperate with the Lord and be a prophet in, in, in the world, 
well, first of all, get ready to suffer. And secondly, uh, get ready to be, uh, you know, forgotten, dismissed, overlooked, etc. But the reality is that we are not accepted necessarily by the world, nor should I strive to be accepted by the world because I am accepted by God, my Heavenly Father, who loves me. And that is the home to which I am journeying. I want to be at home. Jesus wants to be at home and he shows us by his own actions the importance of being at home. And he goes right away uh, to the synagogue as was his custom, the gospel uh, says, as is our custom uh, to be in union with God our Heavenly Father. So the people, they hear these words and Jesus says, you know, there was a time when heaven was shut up or closed off. Now, God didn't hang up some kind of like no vacancy sign on the, on the gates of heaven. What was Jesus getting at? Well, Jesus was getting at reminding them, hey, yes, you know, we, the Jewish people, we are God's chosen people. But there was a time when our hearts were closed. Our ears were closed. Our minds were closed. I didn't want to hear it. I don't want to talk about that. I just want to forget that, you know, and God was trying to, you know, get through to his people. And the only people who responded were the two uh, Gentiles, the pagans that were talked about in today's gospel, the widow and, and Naaman, who was cured of his leprosy. And the people were enraged by that. How dare you say to us that we somehow, you know, uh, missed the boat? Well, they did. Heaven was shut up, the Lord says they missed their opportunity they missed their opportunity to know that they were at home and that they were uh, going home and so they're filled with rage the gospel says they get up and they lead jesus to the brow of the hill and they're going to throw him off the hill upon which their town was built Let's have some coffee here because it's sipping on the Sabbath. <laughs> Sometimes I, I get so carried away, I forget to actually drink coffee. I got coffee. Okay. So they, they, they're, they're, they're just enraged and they get up, the gospel says. And many commentators that I read this week in preparation for today talk about how this getting up symbolizes how they had been weighed down, weighed down with their own guilt. Now, guilt is knowing I've done something wrong shame is i believe i am something wrong right uh, guilt is actually our friend in the spiritual life it propels us to conversion and to and to repentance so they know they've done something wrong they get up i don't like get this off of me get the, get this guy out of here he's just showing us what we look like uh, in the mirror going back to what saint paul talked about in today's second reading and they take jesus to the brow of the cliff, the edge of the cliff upon which their town was built. This is our town, okay? We're the masters here. You don't come into this town, tell us things we don't wanna hear. You gotta get out of here. It's our town. Um, again, this, this false notion that somehow this is my true reality. This is my true home, but it's not. We're all, each of us just passing through. We want to do the best we can by God's grace, cooperation with his will, acts of faith, acts of charity, acts of kindness. 
cooperation. Lord, what would you have me do today? How would you have me serve? Yes, all those things are very important, but I am destined for eternal life. Again, where I end up for eternity? That's another question. But the reality is, the truth is that the gates of heaven are now open to me because of what Jesus did. He took my sins upon himself and died on the cross to uh, save me. And Jesus, the gospel says, passed through the midst of them and went on his way. It's kind of the comical scene if you want to meditate upon that, right? Here you have these the, the keystone, <laughs> kind of these keystone cops, right? Kind of standing around like, where'd he go? What happened? Like Jesus, poof, just kind of disappeared. Jesus just passed through the midst of them because he's not weighed down. The Lord's not weighed down, you know, with dissipation, drunkenness, cares, worries, all the concerns of the world. You know that that scripture uh, talks about. Maybe we can identify with in our own life. You know, worry and concern, etc., and all this stuff. The Lord is light as a feather, right? He just kind of walks away, leaves them. They remain there. They're lost. They're directionless, but he knows where he's going. I got to go on to the next town to proclaim the good news. And when we think about it a little further, I wonder if we can identify with these individuals left there up on the on the crest of the hill, looking down over where they want to throw Jesus, wondering where he went. As Jesus, have, have I missed an opportunity? Has Jesus passed by me in my life? Do I need to repent of that? The times that I missed my opportunity to respond to the Lord and inviting the Lord to come back. Lord Jesus, come back. Lord Jesus, I want to experience you. I want to know uh, your love and your mercy, and he will. Jesus will pass us by again, or pass by again, not pass us by. He'll pass by, and this time we can respond. This time we can give him our our yes. That's how much he loves us. Right? So just don't hesitate to invite Jesus to come back. And he, he will always uh, do that because, again, he, he loves us, and he gives us just these countless innumerable numbers of times uh, uh, to respond to his his grace. As I thought more about this concept of being at home, you know, going home, uh, you know, we've spent so much of our time at home, right? Now going on uh, two years with these various limitations and lockdowns and closures and the whole bit, right? You know, maybe some of us are just kind of fed up, right? I don't want to be at home anymore. I want to get out of this place, you know, and this this too, this too shall pass. But maybe on a deeper level, the the notion of home, you know, being at home or going home doesn't conjure up very positive memories or very positive emotions. Maybe a home was a place of difficulty. Maybe home was a place of abuse. Maybe home was a place of great dysfunction. I don't know what your circumstances uh, were or circumstances even are uh, currently, but I, I believe the Lord is offering us an opportunity with this truth about going home uh, 
to experience uh, his healing, his, his mercy and his grace. And so I want to talk just a moment and then lead us in a time of prayer ministry uh, about the, the opportunity that the Lord uh, affords us to, to repent, to renounce, and to receive. The three R's. Repent, renounce, and receive. First of all, to take an opportunity, and we'll, we'll do some prayer ministry in a moment here, but to ask the Lord, like, Lord, enlighten me in my life. Like, where do I need to repent? Like, what part of the street do I need to clean? What relationships do I need to try to clean up? Am I willing to ask forgiveness for those at home whom I have injured or hurt? Uh, am I willing to accept, um, receive forgiveness from somebody else if they too are prompted to uh, speak uh, to me, to say, Lord, like I'm, I'm sorry for what I did or, or didn't do? You know, the, the, the whole importance of repentance over that whole scene of our home life, which may or may not have been very good. And then to, secondly, to, to renounce, always in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, just renounce whatever uh, lies that we have been told, lies we have come to believe about ourselves, uh, people at home who said things to us, uh, little seeds of discord, seeds of resentment and fear and bitterness and anger, all of it, you know, that have taken root in our life. Do I want to and will I respond to the Lord's invitation today? And again, in the gospel, Jesus says, today, you know, this word has been fulfilled in your hearing. So today is the day that the Lord is, is offering us just to, in his name, in the power of his Holy Spirit, just to renounce anything in our life that is not of him. Any way in which the devil has try to or has made a foothold in our life just to renounce all that and then finally to receive in the place of anything that needs to be renounced any roots any weeds that need to be pulled out by the root uh, from our life anything that needs to be renounced in in the place that they occupied just to receive the lord's mercy and his his grace today to experience more freedom because going home is really about uh, freedom and again so many of our contemporaries like the world we live in is crazy like it's just absolutely not so right and we just want to make a decision to kind of step back from that and say lord like what would you have me do lord how would you have me serve we're always at home as the prophet Jeremiah reminded us, we are always at home in the mind of God. And through the power, grace, and mercy of Jesus and what he did for you and me on the cross, we can go home and be with our Heavenly Father uh, forever in heaven. So let's just take a moment now and make this our prayer. So, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to gather, albeit online, through social media, Lord, uh, to hear your word. 
Pray, Lord Jesus, for each person who is uh, watching or listening today, Lord, that you would just already, Lord Jesus, speak to their heart. We pray, Lord, that this word would enter into their heart and it would begin to take root and flourish and grow. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are indeed at home in your mind. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying on the cross, that we can be at home with you forever in heaven. We pray, Lord Jesus, for those who are finding this time of pandemic difficult in so many different ways, Lord. You know, Lord, the difficulties that we are experiencing, and we invite you, Jesus, to come into our life right now and to be with us and minister to us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And Lord Jesus, we want to take you up on your invitation today. And so, Lord Jesus, we do repent. We repent, Lord, of any way that we have done things or did not do things at home that affected others, that affected ourselves. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just give us the willingness to clean our side of the street. Show us, Lord, what that means. And just give us the grace we need to step out in faith and do that. Give us, Lord Jesus, confidence. Remove from our hearts, Lord, any useless fears and worries about all that, about what it means to repent, Lord. And Lord Jesus, in your name, in the power of your Holy Spirit, we choose right now, Lord, to renounce in our life anything that is not of you. We just want to renounce, Lord Jesus, any way in which lies have taken over and become powerful in our life. We want to renounce all that, Jesus. Just take a moment now and just think, like, what, what is that? Allow the Lord to speak to your heart. What are the things that he invites you to renounce in his name? And Lord Jesus, in your name, we just want to take authority over all that. And we command any and all evil spirits right now in the power of Jesus to leave us. You have no claim anymore over any part of our life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the healing that you are already doing in the life of us, your people. And Lord Jesus, we also now want to receive from you. To pour into our heart, Lord, in the places where there once was anything that's not of you, that we have just all, we just renounced all that, Lord, in your name. And we invite you, Jesus, right now to fill into those places your peace, your grace, your harmony, your love, your forgiveness, your courage, your serenity, and your peace. Do we receive, Lord Jesus, your gifts right now, today? 
We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done and what you wish to continue to do in each of our lives. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. God bless your day there, wherever you are, Japan, <laughs> or anywhere on the face of the earth. God bless you. Let's keep praying for one another. I have um, a request to make. I have a, what would you call it, a goal. I have a goal. I want to get a thousand subscribers to this channel before my ordination anniversary which is on the 14th of May. I think I'm up at 625, 627, something like that. So if you've not subscribed yet, subscribe to this channel. Uh, again, I do read your comments. Thank you very much. Uh, like it, share it, whatever it is we do with this social media stuff. God bless you. Uh, stay caffeinated. If you can share or spare a couple extra shekels there, <laughs> make, make a donation towards this ministry, I'd very much appreciate it. Keep, uh, keep tuned there about the whole ground and found thing coming up there. That'll be for the season of Lent, which is actually not too far away. Okay, God bless you. Remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye.